just grab us. It's really weird doing this with you here. Yeah, it's really weird. It's our only in-person show. Because I don't have to look at him. I have to look at you. Yeah, you actually have to look at me. Which is, yeah. Which is a good time. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the Overrun Show. This week we are in lovely Moab, Utah, enjoying the lovely BMW M2. And this episode is really all about the M2 and our overall driving experience, impressions, and yeah. kind of what we think of across... 564 miles so far yeah so of a lot of cars we definitely have probably some of the most seat time with the m2 i'd say yeah you for sure time. yeah it's uh, been... definitely for me for yeah. sure yeah um yeah so there's a lot to talk about the m2 so we hope that maybe this is some sort of comprehensive guide for people that may be looking for the m2 or just want to know more about it yeah um there's a lot to cover. Uh, we're gonna cover this car and how it's spec specifically, but also some other different options that you can uh, get for this car, which that will become important later and we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, so I guess we'll just go with a general overview to start. Yeah. This is um, also kind of an interesting way to do the format because I'm not, I mean, used to having to just look at you. Cause like I said, before yeah. we started, I guess we'll probably have cut it before I said that or after I said that. It's kind of weird to not be at my desk doing it. Yeah. And having a microphone. Oh, well, I do have a microphone like in my face. It also feels weird to be in a, in a public lot. space. Uh, we're also, yeah, we're in a parking lot. Maybe much, we should yeah. spin the camera around at some point. We're also, uh, we're also getting stared at by a lot of people. There's also cars passing by, which you may or may not hear. I don't really I know. I don't think so. We did a pretty thorough mic test. See, yeah. I keep looking at the camera and I should just look at, yeah. 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 But anyways, um, so yeah, the M2, uh, this is a 2023 car, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a 23 model year car. I suspect it's pretty early production. Um, we'll get into why I think that later. Um, I guess for now, I guess probably the best place to start is the spec. Um, it's priced at about $78,000, so it's got quite a lot on it. It's got 9,900 change of carbon fiber stuff on it. Um, it's also not a stick, boo uh it's it's the automatic the eight speed um that's in a lot of the new bmw stuff it's not that it's a bad automatic it's yeah. just that it's a bad automatic because there's a stick alternative and then of course obviously with that ninety nine hundred dollars ish of carbon fiber comes the fact that uh we have the carbon fiber seats uh the carbon fiber yeah. and bucket seats um these debuted i think that it was the m4 uh, GTS. GTS or whatever the current M4 Comp, yeah. I think, or something oh, like that. Is. Comp, the M4 Comp, right. I think, is what they they showed up on. Yeah. Um, you know, they're the ones with the nice big carbon fiber lump right here, where your important bits go. Yeah, and there's also um, a lot of cutouts on the on the backrest or the back seat. Which now that cutouts. you pointed that out, I've started kind of I, I like have paid more attention to it as we've been driving it here in town, especially because it's so hot. Yeah. Or has been so hot. Today's been really nice. It's kind yeah. of an anomaly, but right. you know that notwithstanding, it it does feel like it's a little bit better ventilated. Yeah, I mean, I think the seats are fine. The, yeah, the seats are, you know, the the construction of the seats, the quality of them is really high. Oh, and just before I get sidebarred, we'll also, I mean, there's also the uh, um, to round out the spec stuff. This Brooklyn gray metallic is optional. Couldn't tell you how much it costs. Somewhere around a thousand, I think. 
Yeah, it's it's not a four-figure number, but it's close. Uh, and then the yeah. carbon pack also gets you uh, the carbon fiber roof, which may or may not be in the shot. It's probably not. Um, and a couple other carbon odds and ends on the interior, some trim mostly, which is a lot better than just like that whole center deck where the where the yeah. shifter arrangement is. And like the, the 2 Series and the M240i is usually either like their their fake aluminum look trim or the uh, the piano black, and it's definitely better than the piano black. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But piano that's a good quick way to save ten grand on your M2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the biggest issue, at least with the car that we have, um, so we obviously drove from Denver where we live to Moab, which is about a five-ish hour drive. Five and a half i yeah. think is what we did it in yeah it's about yeah. five and a half hours um which is good for the review because we Some obviously time. got a ton of time in the m2 uh both in city and highway driving uh the biggest you know obviously portion of that is on the highway um and this carbon fiber package includes those carbon fiber seats which uh for me it was about four hours into the drive where i started to feel some severe discomfort because there's just really no adjustability when it comes to lumbar overall yeah. back support and so i asked another journalist friend of ours about that because i he i had driven an m4 comp convertible x drive it was basically if you looked at the m4 spec sheet and said yes yeah, uh, <laughs> is where you ended up with that car and yeah. i am like 99 percent sure those had lumbar adjustment and he yeah. said the same thing he was 99 percent sure he also said that they may, because those seats are also in the CSL. Oh, okay. Uh, and he said that they may or may not be featured in the in the CSL too, um, with lumbar. And mm. right now, the only adjustability that we have is up and down on the seat bottom, and then you know, forth and uh, back on yeah. the on the seat back, plus the uh, adjustable bolsters, which we didn't ever really i yeah. at least didn't ever feel the need to use when we were driving the no, car no no i mean the pace. seats you are i am probably the largest person that could probably fit in these comfortably yeah like, i'm close a hundred percent especially in terms of width i'm definitely at the limit yeah of what you can fit. we both have a lot of headroom because you can get yeah. the seat really low that is the benefit of the i'm just gonna like put the key somewhere because it's gonna keep doing it's gonna that. keep unlocking yeah. unlocking yeah i don't know i don't want to like throw it because it's really expensive the key is very hypersensitive. I, I, I'm sure a lot of the audio people won't be able to pick it up, but the car keeps locking and unlocking as we're sitting next to it. Yeah, just set it on the ground. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It does it a lot when we walk by it at camp. Yeah, and you can probably see it because the mirrors will come The mirrors in and will out. keep folding yeah, in so and out behind be my head. Camera, but... but regardless, yeah, the seats are... I just don't think that anybody with wider than like a 33 waist is going to fit. Yeah, and I'm like pretty much at yeah. a 30. 30 I mean, like if you have a 30 waist and you do squats every day, I don't know if you're going to fit. Well, yeah, that not only that, but like my legs, um, I mean, I, I work out, I squat quite a bit. So I, I guess thicker legs in some ways. But um, I mean, especially because the seat, the way that it goes, I mean, it's essentially your legs can really only be a specific width or yeah. up to a very in specific one position. Width. And that, um, I made the point when we were driving, I was kind of like, you know, if this were a stick, I would be extra uncomfortable, extra early. Yeah. Because you, you know, normally, at least I, when I drive stick, you know, I my left leg that is operating the clutch is usually resting on the dead post. You don't want to ride the clutch. Right. You know, right. And, and 
so that's kind of the and you don't want to like put it behind the clutch or anywhere yeah, where right. there's you know that's where you put it yeah. or at least that's where i put it yeah and it's really your it puts your knee at kind of an odd for the camera people if you look at my knees you know the video people you know my knee is ends up kind of at this really strange angle if i'm sitting in the car yeah where just the lower half of my leg is kind of stuck out to the side to meet the dead pedal yeah and so if it weren't an automatic that would be pretty uncomfortable yeah yeah and i mean the, the thing with the seats and this is like the major critique that we have at least with the spec that we have is just the seats i mean the car itself is great the problem is is that unless you are a very specific size and a specific height it's not going to be very comfortable yeah. for a lot of people and you know luckily it's a part of a ten thousand dollar option that is yeah very much cosmetic the seat i mean the the thing about the seats though is if you do fit into them they're relatively comfortable um the only other thing is that getting in and out of the car is especially if you're driving if you're yeah. in the passenger seat what you can do is you can kind of grab the bolsters yeah and lift yourself up out of the out of the you know free of the leg bolsters so that you yeah. can clear because they're hard sided like a you know like really a real hard. race seat yeah um you know there's no soft like padded cushion bolstering it's it's i mean there's padding but yeah, you know it's right. carbon fiber by your by your knees right um and you can kind of lift yourself up over it like that to get out of the passenger seat so long as you can also simultaneously duck your head to clear the roof because the roof is kind of bowed downwards yeah um you know, which may be an issue for taller drivers too, regardless of the seat that you get. You may find that you kind of have to duck out of the car. So the ergonomics could be kind of poor in that way. Yeah. Well, and then obviously the driver's seat, when I picked it up, oh right? God, yeah. when, when I pick it up or when, they, or when they dropped the car off for me before I went to get Joby, um, you know, he, the guy's handing me the keys and he's like, oh, so you're going to Moab, blah, blah, blah. And then he says like, hey, so listen, you know, the seat memory button too, you maybe don't want to override it um just because that's set to the seats furthest back and lowest position so that you can get out and i was like what do you mean and he was like yeah so you can get out and i was like yeah. well it can't be that bad and i've started using it now a yeah, couple days in. <laughs> it is that bad especially if you're holding literally anything and you're in the driver's seat you need to like yeah you have to have both hands free both hands that's arguably the worst part the origami i can do i'm i'm young yeah i work out yeah. you know the origami i can do to get out but having to like be like, okay, fuck, well, where do I put my phone yeah. while I do this is worse. Yeah. I don't want to put it on the roof because the roof is carbon fiber. I don't want to scratch the lacquer right. on my not car, yeah. you know? Right. Well, and like the car, I mean, yeah. But so the biggest critique, and I guess we're just going to get out of the way, is the seats by far. 100% the seats. Um, are... And really generally the spec of this car, to be quite honest. Yeah, and the spec, I think, obviously, you know, I think the 8-speed is fine. I think it's a good it's a good transmission, yeah. and it, it's fast. Uh, yeah. You know, it does what it's Well, you and I have both do. used it in other cars now because we both used it in the XM. Yeah, both used it in the XM and the M240 probably had a very similar, Close. might have been a seven speed, maybe a six speed. I can't really remember, but. No, I think it was the, I think it was an eight speed. Was I just don't speed? know if it's this eight speed because it's been a couple of years. Yeah, and it could have a different tune or something. I don't know. Who knows? You know, but. Yeah, we don't have a spec sheet in front of us. The transmission itself no is really good, but the thing is, is that you could save yourself literally ten thousand dollars by just getting rid of the carbon fiber package which would get rid of the seats uh which if you want to you know daily this car um i would say you probably 100 need, you mandatory honestly um and then you could also option for the uh the manual transmission the six speed um which would just 
overall would yeah. just add at to least a, the auto is no cost i'm pretty sure the auto is no cost yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah i think it's probably you just choose whichever one you want yeah but um you know then the manual transmission you obviously get a much more engaging driving yeah. experience a hundred percent what i had said of the spec when him and i were driving was kind of you know like if you want a car like this there's nothing wrong with that a car spec like this there's nothing wrong with that but you should probably just like wait for whatever the faster one is the cs yeah right because if you want that like race car experience man you should just wait for the one that's going to be closer to the race car experience out of the box well and that's like what those seats are for those are for people who are legitimately they are racking this car yeah they i mean you're locked in there yeah um, that's the upshot to the seats yeah is you're not going anywhere yeah no. and the and i mean as a race seat if we're gonna approach it from that angle they're really good oh for sure because the the bolsters on the legs extend out really nice and far you don't have to like use any of your muscular energy to hold yourself up while you're driving the car really hard yeah you know um which if you're not used to that can even be kind of weird i i like felt like my steering inputs when we were when we were driving the car at pace the other day were really jerky and harsh yeah and i realized it's because i'm not also factoring my own weight into my steering inputs yeah which i'm having to do on so many other cars yeah 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 no i mean the seats are great i mean for a specific application yeah for the one day a year you take it to the racetrack but the other thing too is that if you get rid of that carbon fiber package you also drop the price so much that it becomes a much more competitive car within its segment right yeah i mean it's then 64 ish thousand yeah. dollars yeah. somewhere around there you can also spend the money on other stuff you know like yeah. i would rather subtract that 10 grand and spend two thousand dollars for the m drivers package which raises the speed limit from an electronically limited 155 yeah well 156 <laughs> maybe more maybe. Who knows? to 177 yeah or 70 77 77 yeah. And then on top of that, if you get the M drivers package, you get a few days of instruction at BMW's facility in Spartanburg. And oh, I have cool. toured that facility and yeah. seen that track when I did the uh, the media drive for the refreshed X7. Yeah. The X7 LCI last year. Yeah. Uh, and it's a really cool facility. And that experience on its own, I feel like outweighs just some carbon fiber. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't know. I and bmw says it there i just remember the kilogram figure it's they're 10 kilograms lighter than the comfort seats per seat so that's 20, 20. kilograms which okay. is i don't know what 35 40 pounds yeah i'm not sure exactly what the conversion is i mean it, i could be a, super off it's a good bit of weight but the problem is especially it's just dailying the car i mean 100%. Th those m seats or the comfort seats are already really good seats mm -hmm. um you know even for a a track car i'd say i mean they have adjustable yeah. bolsters you can get a lot of that you know uh the same tight yeah. feel obviously not as tight as these seats are but you also don't necessarily want that every day all the time it's really restrictive especially in this spec this is supposed to be the one that you can buy and use which is why we're in moab yeah so well, to get off this to get off the subject of the seats yeah yeah you know. i mean this car is incredibly practical for what it, it being is. a 450 horsepower demon yeah um i mean it's we are camping right now we are sleeping in a tent um, yeah we'll throw up i took a photo we'll throw yeah. up, i'm gonna put my hand up so joby catches it on the edit i'm yeah. gonna leave my hand but up for a few frames here <laughs> that way it's really easy for him to hop i'm, I'm uh, nice like that 
But yeah, no, we're, <laughs> we're sleeping in a tent, and so we'll throw the photo up. <laughs> this thing had to throw. I mean, had to uh, you know be able to handle all that the gear that you need. We have camelbacks because we're go, we've gone hiking and doing just other things around. Uh, you know, obviously closed for several days as we are you know taking this thing around, but. Uh, it's an incredibly practical vehicle. The seats just kind of detract from that just because of how yeah. uh, hard they are to get in and out yeah. of. And, and some people have kind of given some flack to the, you know, usability of this car as opposed to the previous one because the the roof line is lower at the rear. Basically, from the from the uh, B-pillar back, the roof line uh, is a lot steeper or mm. rakes a lot more suddenly towards the deck. Yeah. Um, I, being kind of an asterisk at, you know, five seven five eight can yeah. fit behind myself okay yeah and would probably be okay back there for half an hour yeah. you would even fit behind me and you're just a little bit taller than me and yeah. a little bit bigger yeah um i still think that you know if you wanted to uh put a bunch of people back you know put two people back there and you're above my height yeah you might notice that loss in headroom so maybe it's not as yeah. practical as the last car in that way but i mean I mean, the car Still is, that notwithstanding, you know, yeah. how often are you, is someone who's buying this car really going to put other people in it? Yeah. N almost, not, never. almost never. Almost never. And the amount of stuff that you can fit that aren't human beings is phenomenal. Yeah. What also, you know, it makes it, because of the size and sort of its dimensions, you know, it makes it really easy to drive around town. I mean, Moab is a pretty tight area. It's not super big. Yeah. Um. You know, it makes it really easy to fit in the parking spots and everything. And just mm -hmm. the overall, um, it's not a very cumbersome car. Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, other than the power. Al although on that note, I do kind of feel like for this money, I would kind of expect it to have a, a, th a 3D top down. Yeah. There's a lot would... of BMWs in the lineup. And maybe that's an optional extra. Again, we're out here without cell service. Um, yeah. I can't just remedy that with a quick Google, but you know. Yeah, a top-down camera. Well, it would be it, really even nice. Our spec was at seventy-four thousand. I would expect that in any other car you know, that's seventy-four. We were just in the expedition, and that for not that much more money has a really. Well, especially if it's not the Timberline. Yeah. Because that added a lot of money to that car. Right. I mean, but we're not here to talk about that. Right, right. right. But what yeah. I, my point was <laughs> is that you know these those two cars, while they're very different from each other, are not that different in terms of pricing and. The Expedition had a very, very good top-down, you know, 360 camera. Which yeah. Was, well, one of the first things I said is Because like, that's okay. the only thing I worry about with this car as far as maneuverability goes, is the turning radius is a bit wide, and I'm worried about curving the wheels because it's low and yeah. wide. Well, yeah, and the backup camera is really not that good. Yeah, the quality is okay. I mean, it's certainly better than what Nissan has got. Yeah, right, that's the like Z, a, which is, if you sure. really order a really low-spec M2, I could maybe see those two people you know maybe uh, but nissan the point that i'm trying to make is that nissan's backup cameras are awful and this one yeah. is you know yeah well better than that certainly not what i would expect for the money that this particular car is costing yeah i mean because this this car is really competing with the supra yeah right the rs3 which R is weird because th this segment is very weird yeah in that you know the rs3 is obviously four-door the supra is a straight up two-seater this is kind of the middle path yeah yeah and the RS3, while it's cool, it has a cool five-cylinder. It's like, it's kind of practical, but not really because the back seats are really small, even though it does have four doors. Yeah, and... I would I would expect that you have more headroom, but probably almost pretty similar legroom. Yeah, it's, it's really the legroom, yeah. Because I, I tested an S3, 
and my my well i was in los angeles uh last, last year. year and yeah. my my dad is six four mm-hmm. and he was able to fit in the back seat and he was like i could spend maybe 25 minutes maximum back here so to be yeah. fair the rs3's back seats are probably a lot more usable also because there's a door to get to them yeah but then <laughs> but then you also have a performance argument this thing i'm pretty sure has more power than the yes. rs3 by yeah. a, a, probably a pretty good margin i think by about 50 weighs maybe less i guess i don't really i don't know, know. what the weight figures yeah, are i don't want to yeah i don't want to make that call because this is we can find out we can open the door and find out what the gvw is oh yeah just, just for just for very it's locked quick. right now yes it is of and course. i have the key somewhere the one time i know now i need it right right let's find out what the gvw is i'm sure it's awesome that was like four thousand no i also can't find it that's good you probably yeah. hear the little bmw startup noise too yep i'm sure that that okay forty-seven fifty-one. Forty-seven fifty. jesus this was heavy yeah that is the nice. rs3 might be lighter yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to pick favorites on that and say that the RS3 is lighter, but um, we'll just say that this car is heavy. Yeah, this car is heavy for what it is. Yeah, it's um, really heavy, and that's a point that a lot of other people have made. A lot of people that I've talked to about this car, because I've sorted, I've sort of kind of reached out to other journalists that I know to get some other opinions. Yeah. On the car now that I've kind of developed my own. Yeah. Because um, it's interesting to get a sounding board for different people that drive different cars. You know, I have one friend that kind of drives everything because he works for a pretty large publication. I have another friend that drives exclusively exotics, and so it's it's interesting to yeah get some perspectives on it. Yeah, I mean the performance, which is really probably what most people are interested in, I guess, um, is absolutely fucking insane. Um, it's a little unnerving how easy it is to do just abs- abs- absolutely absurd speed yeah uh this thing is incredibly stable at both double and triple digit speeds yeah. um it's really 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 incredibly stable to, um i i like have joked a lot before like oh well like i looked down and was doing three digits without realizing it kind of half jokingly and then i really genuinely accidentally did a three-digit number uh merging onto the highway the other day yeah because i was just like i'm just gonna top third gear out yeah and it was a i can't remember what it was but it was a hundred and something it was a really big number that i did completely honest to god on accident on my way to pick you up yeah well and i mean even just driving around in moab obviously the speed limits are pretty low i think that the nvh has a lot to do with that too yeah yeah um, but the, yeah, the speed limits are pretty low, but like 40, I mean, 80 feels like 40 in this car. It's, yeah. I mean, pick a speed and have it. And that's what it feels like. Yeah. This thing. It's, like it's pretty impressive. going 40 feels like you're going 20, like, cause it's just yeah. in the car. You can just go. And there's not, because there's, I think it's, this is probably exclusive to the eight speed. Uh, I think that the nvh is is really low and that attributes to it a lot and you're also in such a low gear because the car is constantly trying to get that lowest gear i mean we pulled 27 miles per gallon on the way here which is really impressive really good really impressive for a car like this yeah um but you're likely not going to get that same and the result is that you never know you you can't use it's like an electric car and that you can't use the sound of an engine to gauge your speed yeah uh yeah well, yeah, because the car's so quiet a lot of times, especially like on the highway. I mean, you you really don't hear it. Yeah, really too much. I mean, you you'll 
I, I, when I started to notice that there was wind noise prevalent in the car was about, I don't know, 85. Yeah. I think that anything below that, there's almost none. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a really good cruiser in that mm -hmm. way. Yeah. I wonder how much the carbon roof, we talked about that a little bit, but I wonder how much the carbon roof contributes to that. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be hard. You'd, it have to, you'd have to add some NDH back. or yeah. doesn't. I can't imagine that it makes, I'm sure the weight savings is there and it does save weight and it is a heavy car, so it's probably worth it. Yeah, I mean, 4,700 pounds with that carbon With baggage. the carbon roof. I In bet seats, you it's, it's yeah. under 50 pounds that that roof saves probably. So, I mean, this thing could be 48. Yeah. With the roof and the seats changed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, I mean, either way, I mean, it's a, it's a really good cruise. Yeah. The performance is absolutely insane. Other thing, and speak, going back to the performance, is the turbo lag. The turbo lag is it's pretty, pretty bad. It's pretty yeah. bad. in this car. At low RPMs, you have next to no power, which is wild. Yeah, that threw me off. When I, when I did go to merge, I was in second gear. I put it in manual mode. Yeah. You know, when I was on my way to pick you up at 2,200 RPM and just put it all the way to the floor and it was just wait 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 it was like driving a really old turbocharged car it was just waiting and waiting and waiting yeah. and then it hit like 3500 rpm and started to really pick up yeah i mean even if like you're turning out of somewhere and you need to go quickly if you stomp on the pedal like you're waiting a second before it R fucking it yeah and then on top of that you know that you, you the car gears down really severely to compensate too yeah oh uh, yeah, yeah you know it's yeah well, and then the second that power hits, I mean, it's a it's a missile mm -hmm. at that point. But there's tons of grip because these are 285 yeah. section tires. Yeah. I definitely didn't have to look at the tire that's over your shoulder to read that. Uh, <laughs> they're 285 at the rear and two. Can you read it? No. No. Uh, my, eyes are, two, my eyes are too bad for oh, that. Oh, I can't see it either. And now I have to do it because I said the number. Yeah. Uh, 275 at the front, which I think contributes to the turning radius. Um. But they're they're really really fat, and the car has an absurd amount of grip as a result. It's just so yeah. so so easy to drive fast, and I think that they did that intentionally because a lot of people, you know, the previous M2 had a real reputation for being an extremely tail happy car. Yeah. Um, and I think that the way that they curbed that was by adding a lot of tire, and they obviously added power too. So you just kind of have to add those two things in. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, right. To you know make sure that it's not. I mean, this car is still a straight killer, but less of a killer, you know? Yeah, I mean, and it's it's such a, I don't know, it's it's hard to, like, put into words because this is by far the fastest car yeah, I've ever driven. Yeah, and it totally robs you of any sensation of speed. Um, But, like, once you, like, and him and I thought, this is by far the fastest car I've ever driven. Um, And I was really, really excited for this car, and it's obviously a great car for a lot of reasons. But, like, at a certain point, it's just, the power is always there, but it's like it's not really like a usable amount of power because yeah. it's just so ridiculous that I mean you just can't use it. You can't go a hundred miles an hour all the time. Yeah, you just can't. which this car will conceivably do. do on almost any piece of road. You could do a you could do three figures, and you could take corners at very similar speeds, ridiculous speeds. Yeah. I mean, like sharp corners because it has so much grip. So the car yeah. inspires a lot of confidence. The problem with body roll than i thought i, yeah, I think I that really that's very drive roll i think that that's very drive mode dependent 
Could I was be. I was flogging it a little bit harder than you, uh, yeah. I think, and yeah. and I noticed some body roll at times, yeah. and I had kind of a middling. I was in the M1 preset, which whenever I get in these M BMWs, my M1 is kind of just driving quickly, and the M2 is like if I need to film something spectacular, yeah, and I want to have an accident, M2 is kill mode, yeah, um, with just like everything off, yeah. like straight track mode, yeah. Uh, which I think is what the full off is called. Probably. It? Yeah, it's yeah. track mode. Um, but yeah, in, in my M1 preset, it had a lot of body roll. Not a lot, but it had more than I, ex I expected it to just be totally, you know, table flat. Uh, I didn't really notice it, to be honest. Yeah, I felt, I felt it on, on turn-in. Mm. I felt that there was, which is, I like. Yeah. Because um, it does, the chassis is really, really good. This is yes. essentially a really heavily refreshed, you know, first-generation M2 chassis. And there's that's a good thing. Yeah, which there's is then, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, and then it's also kind of practically an E46 M3, which you obviously yeah owned. Yeah, I think that it's crazy how similar and so how wholly different those two cars are because I think that, that that is that car in particular is what a lot of people kind of jump to with the M2. Yeah, because it's two two door, two wheel drive, inline six, offered in a manual. Yeah. Um, yeah. same size roughly yeah yeah I, when we were camp when we were packing to go camping i was like well i know i can fit all of this gear in the m3 i could have done when i had it yeah so it should fit in the m2 well not only did we fit all that stuff but there was actually still a pretty good amount of room left. we could have yeah we thought about bringing an easy up and didn't yeah <laughs> I don't know we, where we, we could have brought that. more gear if we wanted to yeah we didn't um i don't know probably just because we didn't want to i don't think try to we throw it in it. there and... um but you know but to get back to the i mean the driving notes you know when i when i drove the m240i i had i had just said that kind of like you know this is the formula is still here it's still an entertaining formula and that was an x drive car yeah um, you know the formula is still there it still is appealing to me and if the m2 is just that yeah dialed up a little bit more it'll be a it'll be a real success and i think it is that yeah, I think that... Because it know. fixed every issue I had with the M240i, primarily the steering. The steering is much better in this. Yeah. It's certainly not as good as the hydraulically assisted rack and, like, my, my Boxster or yeah. in the E46 even. Yeah. Um, which I thought had kind of, eh, steering. Yeah, the, the steering is a little dead on center. I would say it's a little... Yeah, bit. it's also just that it feels artificially weighted. Yes. Because it's electronic, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the steering is really... I think it's good, you know, it has, a, it has a heavier feel to it, but it's clearly very synthetic, I guess. I don't know what the, mm -hmm. what the word for that is. But. The most important thing is that I was, and you have to really get on the limit to be able to feel it, but the steering will tell you what the limit of adhesion is. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, you know, the roads around here are pretty bumpy, and we had an instance where a wheel definitely left the ground, and I didn't feel that through the chassis initially. I felt it through the steering. Yeah. I felt that wheel leave the ground. And I knew that because the rear end went really light and I could feel that in the steering. Yeah. So that, I mean, right there is really good. Yeah. Uh, a really good sign that they, you know, took to heart a lot of, because a lot of people blasted the M240i for having really crap steering. Well, yeah. I mean, you had mentioned that right after uh, you drove it, you called me and said, like, I was doing a turn and I was at a high speed and the you pretty much like almost lost the back end but you didn't yeah really know until you almost lost it yeah i didn't know what i had, yeah what had happened was it was a it was actually a really low speed hairpin yeah 
and I just kind of was like playing the game of how early can I jump on the throttle? It's all wheel drive. Let's see. Cause it's just, it's a good way to test and see how much of the power will get sent to the front and how quickly. And I thought what I thought I was going to be able to feel was when that happened. And instead I got nothing and I, you know, didn't realize that I was starting to lose the back end until, you know, my inner ear started to tell me that there was some more lateral motion than normal. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of had to like get off the gas and catch the slide. Yeah. Um, which is cool that the X drive car does that yeah, just like right. the rear wheel drive car will. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, I need to be told that it'll do that as early as possible. Right. Right. <laughs> so that you can anticipate it and prepare yeah, for it. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. But conversely, I, when we were leaving the other day, I tried to kind of do a little whoop. Yeah. Um, and I, and I tried to preemptively catch my little slide. Yeah. And it didn't happen. Yeah. Because right. the car caught it before I did. And I think the traction cut in cause I, I kind of felt at the rear you know, I, I lost a little bit of power on the way out, um, which is probably a good thing because I was just in, like, the normal default comfort drive yeah. mode. Yeah, I think if you were in, like, kill mode or whatever, it should have done. Oh, it should have done. Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. I had, like, 45 degrees of lock in the steering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. should have done it. Yeah. Um, no, you definitely uh, put in the effort to do it. Yeah, um, yeah, which is a good thing because it is just so ridiculously powerful. Yeah. Well, and I think like, you know, obviously, you know, we've kind of gone over, you know, uh, the seats or whatever and the power. The power is obviously great and it's absolutely insane. The driving dynamics, I think, for the most part are, are really, really good. I mean, it's literally just the next version of the M2 with some modern or yeah. some uh, with some modifications. Yeah. And... The one thing we haven't touched on, though, is the looks. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really even... know how to feel about it. Like I, I've started to really like it. Yeah. Which I, I hate to say it really pains me to say it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think 70 to 80% of the car looks really, really good. That front though, is just, you kind of have to look at it from like a certain angle and then it looks good. Yeah. But if you look at the, the three car, quarter is that the low three quarter, we were out here where we're filming now shooting photos the other day. And the really low three quarters when the car looks its best, I think. Yeah, it, it definitely has a very, very aggressive look. You can't really see it here, but there's huge, you know, uh, yeah. fender flares and everything. That's the best part of the car aesthetically. Is to me, fenders. it looks like just a modern E30. Like it, it kind of does. I mean, in its extreme boxiness. Yeah, you're absolutely in that right. way. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially with the the fender flares. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, but the front is just it's. I mean, you said it, it's probably the best, BMW's best take on their new design language. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, that it's, it's, a, good it's a good design language. <laughs> that's a, that's you know, a very fair point, yeah. And, it, you know, it doesn't, like, the M2, obviously, in my opinion, definitely looks better than the, the new M3, the M4. Um, the XM. The XM. The X7. The XM, yeah, what it, you the know. The new 5 Series. Oh, the new 5, that's a whole other thing. Um, but... You know, uh, but like, this is obviously the best looking of all of them, I, I would say, by far. But yeah, by a good mark. doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that it's a great looking car. Well, what I liked about it so much and what made me finally change my opinion on it was um, when I started to shoot it. I mean, I said it to you when we were shooting. Like, there's yeah. just so many really cool, really interesting geometric angles on the car. Yeah. That you, I don't think that a lot of people would appreciate until you started to try and take pictures of it. 
Oh yeah. Because you just don't, you know, that, that at least for the majority of people is when you are going to be looking at the car the most. Yeah. Um, as, as like segmented parts and not a whole. Yeah. There's just so many, I mean, I have a photo of the, uh, just the rear tail light and lower bumper assembly. Yeah. And that looks really interesting. The way that the, the way that the light, um, the light assembly is this totally different and yet, uh, complementary shape that mm -hmm. works really well with the bumper and the diffuser and the quad exhaust. And then there's another angle at the front of just the kind of, you know, the headlight and the very square rear or, or lower valence. That looks really, really interesting in isolation. Yeah. Because um, the front is this new take on this very uh, old BMW design ethos of having kind of three boxes or shapes on the lower valence of the car yeah you know for cooling and radiators and brakes and blah 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 and then having the kidney grill at the top yeah and i think i said to you the thing that trips me up the most is the frameless kidney yeah not the size of it or even the shape of it because it's very hyper angular yeah very very angular i mean as far as it's literally <laughs> just a bunch of angles dude yeah it's just well what's weird is you get about above you know this crease in the door yeah and the angles start to go away and it starts to sort of get a little bit more fluid well it's weird because like i've i've seen the new m4s and the new m3s and they're not boxy at all really they're very flowy and i don't, I don't think they're boxy but this car is very yeah, boxy yeah yeah well at least it, at least by comparison to, yeah. like yep. this car especially from here down feels like a box mm -hmm. or looks like kind of boxy the front end because the the front grill it's like especially the kidneys it's almost like two rectangles like yeah it's just kind of i mean kind of not really but it's 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 a very boxy car it doesn't necessarily look bad but the thing that i struggle with is that it's hard for me to say that a car looks good when i have to look at it from a specific angle for it to look that's good. a great point yeah like it's just i think you're very right you know like what yeah i don't know is it the worst design that BMW's ever had? No. Absolutely not. No. The other thing is the interior is so nice. Really great. iDrive is really great. Yeah. The infotainment. This is probably my favorite infotainment system of any of the cars that we've ever been in. The screens are great. It's mm -hmm. You get a big screen, but it's not screen everywhere. Uh, it's also not overwhelming to use. Which it's is not. What I like about it more than anything is that it's... Yeah. It's... It does a good job of kind of fading into the background yeah and not because i i almost always when i have a car will make the complaint of i just wish it would stop beeping at me yeah yeah uh and that's i'm i'm using beeping as kind of a catch-all for just like notifying me of anything yeah right and the bmw does a really good job that i knew i drive a bmw does a really good job of making sure that it's not intrusive in that way yeah well, yeah, and even like when you, uh, one of the things I was going to talk about was the, because uh, I have, in the car that I drive, I have uh, lane keep assist and all the same things in this car has. So it's always interesting for me to drive another car, especially a newer car that has uh, adaptive cruise control or one of those things to see how it differs from my car. Because my car definitely has a very early version of yeah. what that was. Yeah. Um, in this car, this one I get scared because it, especially with the adaptive cruise control, to me, it breaks hard really late. Like it, especially when you're kind of at like that low speed between like 15 to 10 miles an hour, 
because this car will go all the way down to zero. Mm -hmm. To me, it breaks super late. Yeah, I think I've been desensitized to that. I think I I because I kind of remember thinking that as I started to get into more cars with that uh, low speed 8s stuff. Yeah. Um, and I I remember I you know, now that I think about it, do think that I'm kind of desensitized to that. And I think it does kind of unsettle a lot of people. Yeah. But I also do think that people just end up kind of getting used to it as I've done. Yeah. Well, and like earlier when I was driving the car, I was just like, you know, the adaptive reduce control is on and I'm like, just let it do it, you know, because I'm like, to me, I'm like, okay, we're getting really close. We're getting really close. And it's really hard for you Hovering to Hovering like, on the brake. You really, it's getting, it, it's like, it will stop obviously, but like it gets really hard. Yeah, that, that this hasn't tried to kill us. Yeah, well, well when, we were, when we were driving here on the highway, there was a car that was in front of us that was going, I don't know, a little bit slower than us. And it, I didn't, I genuinely did not know if this car was going to slow down fast enough. Oh, yeah. Because we were that coming now. around like a big bend. I remember that now, yeah. Um, and there was a car kind of at the end of the big bend, and it saw it, it was recognizing it, and it was slowing the, the car down, but it was not slowing it down. It doesn't know when to just slam on the brakes. Yeah. In a way, it's a good thing because that's the biggest complaint that I have with my car now and its adaptive cruise control is that it will just slam on the brakes. It's really jerky. It doesn't, but this is kind of the opposite end of that spectrum where it is so, it tries to be so gentle or whatever yeah. that it's almost unnerving just in a different way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, overall, it works. It's good. But um, I really like the lane keep assist system because. In my car, what happens is like if you are start to drift into the lane, it like tries to bring you back over, and then it'll like shake the steering wheel or whatever. This thing just gently like yeah. whips you right into the lane, and it it really it doesn't do the jerking thing, which I really really like. It just pushes you back in there. Yeah, it feels really gentle. Yeah, um, it's, but it's forceful. It's like gentle and forceful at the same time. Yeah, stern. Stern, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> That's a better word. Yeah, for it, but I like I like the system. Um, I would rather not have it and have the manual because of what this car is. Yeah. Um, but I think that I mean, you know, we kind of came down here to find out uh, if the new M2 was still the usable sports car. Um, you know, and continuing that kind of usability that the two-door, four-seat BMWs have become known for. Yeah. I think yes. Oh, for know, sure. I mean, to kind of conclude it, I really do think that this is an extremely usable car. Yeah. It, it could very easily be your only car. Very easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you had kids or something, I think that you. Yeah. I mean, there's Isofix mounts back there. Yeah. You could put a I mean, kid you seat could, back there. Um, it would definitely be a lot easier to do without the carbon seats. Um, yeah. I mean, but all the all the major issues that we have with this car can just be fixed are centered around the spec. Correct. Yeah. 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 Which says a lot. If I have no gripes about a car, you know, this has the power that it needs to have to compete within the segment that it's in. Do I think it's probably a little too much? You know, to really be thoroughly enjoyed on the road. Yeah. You know. But so are a lot of other things. So are a lot Most of other EVs new cars. are like that. Exactly. A yeah. lot of other, even just new performance cars. Yeah. I mean, even even the S3, which is you know not in this segment but sized and priced kind of similarly and just has you know a rear seat even that i was like okay well this is so you know fast and easy to drive that it's not engaging yeah um and that's what this is you know the only thing that you're going to do to get yourself in trouble with this thing is drive it overdrive it and drive way too fast because you you know the car can take it 
but yeah. the road and you may not be ready for that right yeah yeah i mean and this car would be a great track car i mean it's 100 percent. if it's... you want to if you want to get really really good at driving really really quickly and still be able to go to the office on monday this, this is, a, this is, this is, is the is car to do it a really really solid competitor yeah and the the really the only thing that would steer me away from it is if i had to drive it in the snow i think i may just want an rs3 because it's yeah. cause just all-wheel drive. I mean, like, I put snow so tires on my M3. That... It's really... Ha I, I, I would be really curious to know how this drives in the snow. But, I mean, yeah. it's extremely usable. Sands the carbon fiber stuff. It's priced extremely competitively within the segment. Yeah. You know, it's within shouting distance of... You know, if you can afford a manual Supra, which is pretty darn close to 60 grand, you I can... think that you can probably find a way sell a laptop or something yeah, you right. know and like make right. the m2 work and get a demonstrably nicer car yeah um and with any luck we'll we'll maybe be having a stick super along at some point here to kind of figure out how worth it that jump is to make yeah i mean i would personally i would take this car over any other car in its segment part of that is that i love bmws um, yeah and i Loved the M240. I loved this. Yeah, and um, I can I can live with the way I shouldn't have to live with the way it looks, but I, the idea of the aesthetic that this car presents has really started to grow on me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't hate the way that it looks. Yeah. it's just not the greatest design, but yeah. But I mean, it turns out you can live. It with makes one. up for it in other ways. Yeah, it yeah. makes up for it in a lot of other ways. It's extremely livable. Um, it's not like a Yugo. Or no, yeah, a, exactly. A Pontiac Aztec. Yeah, it's extremely usable. Yeah. Um, we'll see if we have any more notes on it next week, because uh, yeah. we're still we still have a couple days left here. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine my opinion on it changing though. No, no, it's an amazing car. It's been a pleasure to drive. It's been yeah, kind of a dream in a way to be able to drive yeah. something this yeah. And as insane. always, thank you very much, BMW. Um, we thanks, love you. Dave. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. They yep. send us more stuff, like the new M8 competition. Yeah. I know is there. <laughs> I saw nice. an ad for it. Which today. I know is there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. All we don't right. we don't know what we're gonna talk about next week. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We have Between some stuff now and though. Then. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Anyways. Bye. Bye.